But welcome back to uh, another edition of the Boulders Extra Podcast here on jconline.com through SoundCloud. Uh, Mike Carmen joining you after the Crossroads Classic officially comes to an end on this Saturday in December. No more. The Crossroads Classic as we knew it, no more. Uh, Painter once again after the game was asked about it and he really doesn't understand why it's coming to an end. I mean, he does, but he doesn't. What he doesn't understand is why Indiana and Notre Dame wouldn't want to participate in this, or why Indiana doesn't want to participate in this. That's what it comes down to. Notre Dame is kind of, you know, they're, they're the outlier in the whole thing. Um, you know, maybe you could have replaced Notre Dame with with a Louisville potentially or, or or somebody else but you know it's going away you know Purdue's still going to have a presence in Indianapolis uh, you know I think they're working on something I know I know they're working on something for next year that uh, down there it wouldn't be um, you know a you know wouldn't it probably won't be Butler but it'll be another, probably another team from the Midwest that they're trying to, they're trying to get uh, lined up along with another game. Now that might include Butler and versus somebody. Uh, but then after that, I think Purdue's looking at something a little bit bigger uh, that, that that they would get involved in. It may that, that may that may also come as well next year, some sort of neutral side event that rotates around uh, the country um, so you know some things in the works you know Purdue's got a pretty pretty big brand name when it comes to basketball you know the way that the, the, they're playing the way that Matt has recruited uh, this is going to be a dynamic team slash program for the next several years and you know I think people are are starting to recognize that and when I, you know, when I say people, you know, people, you know, guy, organizations that put these tournaments together, you know, and TV execs understanding, you know, what what's going on here, and yeah, Purdue doesn't, you know, they don't have the brand name as, as some of, some of those other teams, but their brand of basketball uh, and and how they play and what they do uh, has has really resonated with the right people over the last several years, and I think that's going to put the program in a position uh, to maybe have a marquee, you know, marquee kind of national event to be involved in, you know, hopefully over the next year or two or three, or however long it takes to, to put together. But Saturday was the end of the Crossroads Classic, as we know it. Uh, Purdue, you know, impressively won. Beat Butler 77 to 48. Really wasn't much of a game after the first 10 minutes. Uh, to me, Purdue's defense dictated things. Uh, they were engaged. Uh, they played with a purpose. Uh, had intensity. Uh, seemed determined to, uh, to to really get their defense going in the right direction uh, as they as they start to look at uh, getting back in the Big Ten season in January. Got two games left. Uh, non-conference games, Incarnate Word, uh, which is two and nine, uh, coached by Dr. Carson Cunningham, 
who you all know. And then uh, Nickel State would be the last one on the 29th of December. And uh, Nickel State uh, played Wisconsin to a three-point game the other night. So they, they're not going to be, uh, or at least would not appear to be, the pushover that a that you would associate with one of these games. So, uh, you know, Purdue probably has another challenge ahead of it before uh, the Big Ten season resumes. But I thought they got got themselves headed in the right direction defensively uh, with, with how they played, especially after the first TV timeout. I thought the second group really got after things defensively, and that carried over to everybody else. Uh, and they... You know, that, that defense turned into offense, and the offense was really clicking today. Uh, when, when, you, when you look at the numbers, obviously they, were, they were clear that they were, it was cooking, but if you watch, you know, watch the game, um, the transition, and, you know, getting the ball inside, and, um, you know, making the extra pass to get the right shot, you know, everything just kind of clicked together today. Everything was kind of connected, the offense, the defense, uh, the rebounding. Uh, you know, they, I think Purdue ended up with three more turnovers. But for the most part, a, a very well-balanced game. Uh, you know, the Stars did what the Stars do. Jaden Ivey did what Jaden Ivey always does. Uh, he was tremendous. You know, he was 6-6 six six from three-point range. And... You know, he starts doing that a little bit more consistently uh, than teams are going to have to figure out a different way to guard him. Right now they're backing off. They don't want him to drive. And if, But if he can sit out there and hit threes, uh, then, you know, that, that elevates Purdue's offense even more. Uh, and that's a, that's a scary thought because uh, Purdue's offense is pretty good the way it is right now. But you add that element to it where he can, when you don't know if he's going to shoot a three, or if he's going to drive to the basket, uh, it makes it a little bit more challenging for for a defense to, to to figure out what to do. And along with worrying about Zach Eady or Travion Williams, Sasha Stefanovic, you know, you name them. Uh, so if Ivy gets that three point game going, then you know, he's always been confident in his shot. It just it hasn't gone in consistently enough. But if today's the start of that happening on a more regular basis, you know, pretty going to be tough to beat, just because they're going to they're, they're going to wake up that morning and and know that they're going to score seventy to seventy five points, and you have to figure out a way to get seventy to seventy five points. And but as we know, shooting is going to come and go. It's not going to be like it was today all the time, but. Just the threat of, of Ivy uh, hitting those three-pointers uh, has to change some things defensively for teams. You know, I, I imagine, you know, the next time they play, it, it'll be the same thing where they'll back off of him and, you know, kind of hope he misses. And when you get in a Big Ten play, they'll probably do the same thing. They'll just they'll make adjustments throughout the game. Uh, that that That's kind of what, what's going to have to happen. And uh, do you want to slow him down from getting to the rim? And then take your chances with the three, or do you want to guard him? You want to push him off the three-point line and make him do some other things. But he can also pass, and he, he's very—you know—he can control a game with his passing as much as he can control a game with his shooting. 
and uh, so you know he's a very dangerous weapon to control um, but you know if you're opposing team what you don't want to have happen is he goes off and then Zach Eady starts dunking on you and then Trayvon Williams starts baby hooking you to death and then Sasha Stefanovic gets going from three point range and all of a sudden you're down 20 points uh, but anyway that's I drifted off there a little bit but um, bottom line is Purdue's got a lot of weapons <laughs> when they start clicking they're, they're going to be they'll be hard to beat and you already know that uh, you know the other thing of uh, about uh, Saturday's game is that there was a change in starting lineup which I thought might happen coming out of uh, the trip to the east coast that Travion would start and Zach Eady would come off the bench uh, I mean it's not a major major change but you know Zach had struggled to, to really get things going offensively uh, in the first four minutes for, before the first uh, TV timeout and you know Matt just wanted Travion in there who seems to um, you know get you know he, ha- he has the ability to get things going and it's a different it's, it's a different kind of uh, you know guy to guard than Zach for the opponent you know Zach likes to get to his spot but teams are pushing him off the spot and causing him not to be um, not to be balanced where Travion can do a, a bunch of different things that if you if you push him off the block he's going to go somewhere else and he has an opportunity to score as well where Zach well, he's not confined to one area but you know his, his range is what his range is and that's going to be down there low so it was, you know, a change that you know I thought would come, um, and it, you know, at the at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because both of them play around 20 minutes each. Um, you know, today, I mean, Zach had a double double by halftime uh, off the bench. He ended up with 14 and 11. Travion had 10, 10 and 6, I believe. So, you know, 20 and 17 out of your center position. Still in good numbers, but we also know that those guys can produce a whole lot more than what they did today. But, you know, when Jade Nivey's doing what he's doing and other guys are doing what they're doing, you know, you just you just move on. But, you know, I think that, that lineup's going to be here to stay for a while, uh, you know, until it doesn't work, until you need to tweak it again. And, you know, I thought Painter might make another change, but... Um, you know, he didn't do it. Didn't want to make a you know whole bunch of wholesale changes. And the other thing he brought up that was interesting that I had not thought of, and that's why he's paid three million dollars, by the way, to come up with these things. It's like okay, now that Travion's starting, he's going to play stretches with uh, different different players. Like he's going to play probably longer stretches with the starters on the floor than he than he would be if he was coming off the bench. You see what I'm saying? Like he's going to play longer stretches with um, Isaiah Thompson and uh, Sasha Stefanovic and Caleb First and Jay Divey, and maybe his skill set and the way that he does things opens up more opportunities for one of those players. And it's the same with Zach Eady. Zach's going to play with a, a different group than what he is accustomed to. And maybe his skill set opens up opportunities for an Ethan Morton or um, 
Eric Hunter or you know Brandon Newman who, who needs some opportunities to to open up for him. Uh, so uh, you know we'll see if how that pans out. That's just kind of something to watch as you, as you follow the game and you you know you, you, you try to you know figure out you know who's who's doing well because of who else is on the floor. And that's why sometimes plus minus minutes are, are important to kind of track and see you know who's doing what. Where, um, like for example, Ethan Morton had a had a plus twenty four against North Carolina State. That means Purdue outscored North Carolina State by twenty four points with with Ethan, Ethan Morton on the floor. But who were the other combinations that were there? Who else was on the floor during that time? But. Uh, you know that's why those numbers are important, and that's why you know I think Painter believes in those numbers, not to that they're the Bible of who should play and the combination of guys that could play, but it, it's an indication, it's a peek inside of what's working and, and what's not, and they're getting those, they're also getting those numbers during the course of a game, so they can make you know quicker changes instead of waiting until you actually see the the stat sheet. So, but that's just something to track as 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 the season moves forward. It's like what what combinations are working better. Uh, so I mean, it, to me, it's it's kind of fascinating just to kind of follow and see, you know, how this all plays out because you know Purdue has a lot of weapons there that it can go to uh, on the offensive end, and uh, if you can get the right combination at the right time, uh, you know, that's going to be enough to to put you over the top in a lot of games and potentially lead you to, you know, a Big Ten championship, a Big Ten tournament championship, and then, you know, you get through the NCAA tournament uh, if those things are, are, are working for you. So um, just, you know, a couple interesting things to watch as uh, as uh, this basketball team moves forward. Uh, as I said, Monday, Incarnate Word at home, um, and then December 29th, uh, against Nickel State, and then I think January 3rd, Wisconsin, uh, back to Big Ten play, and, and then you know off and running to see if uh, Purdue can win another regular season uh, Big Ten uh, championship. But you know, good contributions from from everyone today, and, uh, and you know Purdue I think took a step forward defensively. Uh, you know, again, you know Butler's not the most dynamic offensive team out there. But still a step forward for this group defensively. See if they build on it Monday and then next Wednesday, and then you know the the, the bigger test will come. You know when the, when Big Ten play uh, resumes, and uh, you know Wisconsin. I think I could, Wisconsin, Penn State, Michigan are the first three games after that that uh, you're gonna you know we'll be able to kind of get a gauge of where they're at uh, with some of these new combinations and and things that. Uh, uh, things things that are happening. Well, we appreciate you stopping by uh, uh, after this uh, uh, win. Uh, Purdue now ten and one on the year, and you know looking to add some more wins before the start of 2022, and they should be able to do that uh, without uh, much problem. So, uh, again, questions, comments, concerns, you can email. Uh, DM, uh, however you want to do it, and we'll try to answer your questions or uh, get to your comments as, as soon as 
as possible. I'm not, I'm not. I know I'm not the best at that, but just because when I drive, it's hard for me to do anything else but drive and talk. Uh, so um, maybe if I had a more controlled environment, uh, it would work better. But anyway, any any comments or questions you have, feel free to send them along, and we'll get to them at some point. I promise. Alrighty, well, uh, appreciate it. Uh, be back after Monday's game to recap that and then, uh, uh, be off for the, uh, the holiday break a little bit, uh, before, you know, Purdue, Purdue football gets going, uh, with their uh, time in Nashville. Uh, there's, you know, have some bowl coverage next week before Purdue leaves, but then, uh, down in Nashville prior to the December 30th bowl game, uh, against, uh, uh, against Tennessee. Alrighty, well thanks for stopping by and uh, have a